Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Kainoa. And I'm Angel. And this is One Brain Cell, Two Bodies, Season 3. And despite the name, this is not a science podcast. (laughs) As many of you should know by now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's good, everybody? I hope everybody has been doing well. It feels like it's been like, and I think this is just because we're still getting back into the swing of like recording and everything, but... It feels like it's been, like, four months since the last time I talked to y'all. No, really. Like, we sure did do this two weeks ago. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's because life has low-key been moving a mile a minute for us. Um, No, actually. Like, I cannot believe July starts. Well, for y'all, it'll have started by the time you watch this episode or listen to this episode. Yeah. We're coming at you from the past like we always do. So July is still a couple days away literally a couple it's the 29th or technically the 30th because it's after midnight but no literally oh yeah i didn't realize that because i was looking at my computer and it definitely says june 29th and then i remembered that my um computer is still on hawaii time so now why I haven't really used it a lot since I've been back, so I haven't really had a reason to change it. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, well, how have you been since the last time we chatted with the audience? Give them a quick little update. I've been... Ah! I've been alright. Yeah, things have been kind of busy for me. I've just been working and interning and stuff like that and um yeah it's been a little busy but you know vibes 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 (laughs) yeah lol how have you been i too have been quite busy i work five days a week for now um just because i'm home all the time so i can't afford to work that many days a week right uh i got a car last week so that's cool yup uh, <laughs> kind of was already reaping the benefits. He's enjoying himself um, with my car. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because, like, we're asking each other. Like, it's weird now that we're asking each other how we're doing, as if like we're not in the same place and we have and like we haven't seen each other because yeah. we've like, the like I literally more just saw you were six thousand miles away. But yeah. we went out on sat on Sunday. So. Yeah, like I just saw Angel like two days before we recorded this episode. Yep. And like sure I, did. and we're going to see each other again tomorrow. Literally. So and it's the check-ins like, are more for y'all benefit yeah, we know what's going on. Exactly. Like I was literally just about to say we're asking each other so y'all can hear it. Like like, I already know all of this. He knows I have a car. I've been driving him everywhere. Um, uh, I got some new face holes. Um, I got my nose pierced. Uh, I'll probably post pictures on Instagram for y'all to see and maybe Twitter. I just haven't thought about it since then because I immediately started working as soon as that happened. Uh, so maybe on my off day tomorrow, I'll post some pictures for y'all to see. And that'll be before the episode drops. So uh, check them out, I guess. Kanoa also has some new face holes, so he should take pictures for me to post for that as well. Um, yes, I did what else get a is couple. Going on in my life? I, I think that's about it. The piercings, the car, um, working. Yes. We just vibing, you know. I got my um, second set of lobes in my industrial um, all in one day. 
Um, <laughs> the lobes were fine. They're doing beautifully. Um, all of the piercings are doing well. Like, they're healing up fine. But, like, um, the industrial hurt, like, a lot. And this Yikes. piercing has been giving me a little bit of... Um, Asmin, it's just hurting still, that's all. And, mm -hmm. like, um, I'm experiencing some swelling, which is common when you get, like, this kind of piercing. That's why, like, when they pierce you, like, when they pierce you, usually they give you, like, jewelry that's going to give you more space. Because inevitably when your ear is, like, uh, what is that? Like, <laughs> it's going to swell up, and that's what's happening to my ear right now. But it's, mm -hmm. like... It was fine for most of the day, but, like, a couple hours ago, I literally, like, I could feel my ear, and I was, like, this is annoying. And it's, like, um, it's more, like, an irritating than it is, like, painful, mm -hmm. but, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm, like, geez. Um, and it's nice, because now that I have my industrial pierced on my right side, I can go back to sleeping on the left side of my face, which is, like, more comfortable for me. Um <laughs> My nose piercings are doing okay. Um, the nostril is usually fine. The septum, she likes to move, and then trying to readjust it usually like stings a little bit. But yeah. um, we're doing okay. It is a little weird to be conscious of stuff in my in my nose because like I can feel the piercing sometimes, and I'm like, oh yeah, hmm, those are there. Um, <laughs> like just conscious of there's there's something in my nostril and not something that i'm supposed to remove um right. so yeah that's it that's that's all we vibing period yeah. yeah angel and i got like 10 times hotter so you know <laughs> that's what you guys really missed that's yeah. pretty much it all right so today we were actually um just full disclosure, we were supposed to have a guest on today. I think we have mentioned this in a past episode. So yeah, just for transparency purposes. Yeah, just for transparency purposes. We I don't want y'all to be confused. Um, it's nothing big. Our guest just wasn't available to record this time around. So instead, you guys are going to be getting two guest appearances back to back yeah. on the 15th of no, the first of yeah, wait. No, you're no, right. Yeah. The fifteenth of, of July and the first of August. The first of August. <laughs> I was like, uh, we've just decided to switch up the schedule a little bit. We were supposed to have a guest this week. It did not work out for a myriad of reasons. Um, so we're just gonna have her come on the next episode, and then our second guest will still be scheduled for Jul or for August first. So you're gonna get two guest episodes, a double feature, as the Disney Channel would say, once upon a long time yep, ago. I don't yep, know if they do that yep. anymore, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you know, uh, showing my age a little bit because I'm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of frustrating that, like, oh, well, not really. It's just a little bit of a bummer that we didn't get you guys to be able to get the guest on this episode, but that's what happens when you are, um, the host collaborating of, with other people. Just that's just what happens when you're the host of like an award-winning viral, <laughs> viral Pulitzer Prize podcast. Like Pulitzer Prize, yeah. Choice. <laughs> yeah. This um, primetime Emmy podcast. I don't really know. I don't actually. Are know there awards for podcasting? There are, but I don't really know what the big ones are. Um, Fascinating. Okay. 
there uh, there is a People's Choice Podcast Awards, better known as the Podcast Awards, and then there's mm. one for iHeartRadio and the publisher and the Webby Awards are another big thing for like um web series and podcasts and stuff like that. Wow. I don't know anything about any award shows for anything, which is crazy because I'm going into entertainment professionally. Um, <laughs> but that's really not my department. I don't really care. My okay, you can get those, your EGOT. Not my EGOT. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be qualified for part of those. <laughs> I think I'm going to be missing the G and maybe a T. I don't know. Are there Tonys for directors? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, then I'll miss the G. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda got a Tony for um, Hamilton. And I don't think that it was for playing Hamilton. I I was going to say something kind of mean, but I doubt Tony, it. They do Tonys <laughs> for, like, soundtracks and for directing and stuff like that. So. Okay, well, that's enough about award shows because I really don't care about them that yeah. much. Although that was a good segue into what today's topic is. so It was! Wow, that's crazy. Look at us. Impromptu segues. <laughs> Literally. So this future, this future EGOT winning production is what we're going to talk about today. I just like the EGOT in case you can't tell. Yes, um, I think EGOT is a funny acronym. So today we, because we like, okay, so excuse my language in advance, but like um, since unfortunately our guests didn't work out today we literally got on the phone before we recorded this episode and we were like what the hell are we gonna do now <laughs> and we were like grounding we were supposed to record with our guest on sunday but life got in the way sunday yeah. did not work out and we couldn't find a date between now and the first that worked for us and the guest so we got on the phone we were like so now what <laughs> literally of like the I don't know what kind of animal it is. A, a lemur, maybe? That's, like, sitting there, and it's, like, looking around with his hands out. It's, like, a white animal. Oh, yeah. That's just, like, sitting there, looking around. A little around. unnerving. I'm not even gonna lie. But <laughs> I love that meme so much. It's um, really funny, but, like, I'm, like, who made this? Like, this is... <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, and then Angel was, like... If I said if we had planned it out better, I would have recommended that we do another movie review. Because if you guys remember, during season two, right. we did a movie review of Malcolm and Marie. If you uh, haven't watched that, if you haven't listened to that episode, rather, <laughs> definitely go take a gander at it. Because that was one of the fun episodes from last Yeah, for weekend. sure. Had a lot of fun with that one. Um, <laughs> and I suggested that if I had planned this right, we could do another movie review. But again, this was right before we started recording. It's currently 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. Okay. <laughs> um, so we were on the phone at maybe 2 a.m. after Kainoa got off work and we were like, so now what? Um, obviously, 2 a.m. Right. is not a good time to watch a movie if you plan to record the same night. That, it, that would be season two, episode three, by the way, in case anybody wanted to check it out. Look at him with the with the references. Um, so I suggested we do a movie review if we had planned this properly. But uh, then Kainoa remembered that yes. last week. Yeah, last week we watched a movie that came out pretty recently and we had a great time with it. So we're going to yes. talk about that movie today. And that movie is Disney's Luca. Ah! 
<laughs> Stop. The way I absolutely loved this movie. Oh my god, talk about a complete 180 from our last movie review. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because we hated Malcolm and Marie, but like um And we probably And by Malcolm valid- and Marie, I mean Malcolm like full stop. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So, this episode we were talking about Disney's newest that's a Pixar movie, right? Is that what yeah. Pixar? Yeah. Okay. Pixar's movie Luca. Obviously, I know that Pixar and Disney are the same thing, but I just wanted to specify the animation company. Um, yeah, we're talking about Luca. For those of you who don't know what it's about, uh, Luca is about a young boy and a friend of his that he encounters one day when he's sifting through human items that he has no business sifting through. Um, For context, they're like sea monster creatures. I, Not mermaids, but like mermaid adjacents, I guess. Yeah, they're like Um, kind of reptilian, like ish. They don't actually give the creatures a name because humans call them sea monsters and they don't refer to themselves as anything specific. Um, they call humans land monsters, which I think is kind of funny. But it's about a boy and a friend of his that he makes. His name is Antonio, who oftentimes spends. No, his it days... is not. <laughs> his name is not Antonio. What is his name? Alberto. Alberto. <laughs> what? Where did I get Antonio from? That is okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a young boy and his friend Alberto, um, a boy he meets when he is messing with some human things but alberto regularly spends his time on land and i'm not quite sure how it works but these creatures turn into humans when they are dry i presume uh if they like pop out the water then they like lose their scales and their tail and grow human feet um basically (laughs) the two of them are besties they're italian that's about it um We'll talk about it better, but I just wanted to give a quick synopsis. Poorly done. I should have let Kainoa do this. Uh- <laughs> no, that's that is okay. But okay, yeah. So here's a quick little. I just I literally just pulled this up from the internet. So this is Pixar. Yeah, that would have been better. This is Pixar's official summary of the of the movie. So. Set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, the original animated feature is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. They did not eat gelato. They did. They did once. (laughs) Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. So, yeah. So they um, just are sea monsters. Cool. Yeah, so they're like these sea monsters by like our definition or whatever. And so basically he's literally like he's just living his little normal life. He's like a shepherd or whatever. And then he meets like <laughs> he meets this like badass little kid who like <laughs> is from you his leave Alberta alone, okay? Who is like from his like, you know, people or whatever. And like they it's funny though, side note, like they obviously don't refer to themselves as sea monsters because they don't think that they're monsters, but they do refer to humans as land monsters because yes. they're terrified of them. And honestly, reasonably so. Yeah, um, I mean, if you were going around watching a, a creature kill your fellow sea friends, I think I would call them monsters too. Which, um, side note, completely unrelated, I'm just wondering, 
what would happen if because i don't know if like humans have actually like caught any of the sea monsters i have to assume that they have but this is my question with like transmogrification type shows of any kind um if they're dry and they like look human when they are dry does this also happen when they die like like let's say that a human like killed one right and brought it out the ocean would it stay a sea monster even after it dried because it died in sea monster form or let's say that a human caught one and didn't kill it just like had it in a net when it dries it'll look human how does that work (laughs) yeah um i've just always wondered with these shows where like a creature is like part human. Like I recently started rewatching American Dragon Jake Long because it's on Disney Plus now. Um and I'm very very excited. But when they capture the dragons, they like put them in this net that deactivates their dragon powers. So what use are, what use to you is a dragon that looks like an old man? Um specifically talking about Jake's grandfather. I'm screaming. Like I just questions um they're not really important and they're a little morbid but moving on i guess (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so like so then he meets this like badass little kid who's like a sea monster who's been like living like most of his time on the surface and like he just like lives in this like abandoned little tower that's like outside of the town that there's I just thought of another question specific to this movie Mm -hmm. I know that his father they just they like this comes up later in the movie so I'm skipping ahead a little bit but I know that his father like abandoned him but a why did his father abandon him on the surface and b why did Alberto choose to stay on the surface and not like live in the water I kind of wonder like if that's supposed to be like an implication that like his dad like was killed um or that like if his dad just decided to like leave him but like i like honestly am inclined to believe that like his father was killed but like um i he seems to enjoy him on the surface more than he does like in the water so he said that his dad told him he was old enough to be on his own so it's possible that his dad like a like was killed at some point yeah but why would he make up that his dad said yeah you can be alone now yeah and i guess that begs the question of like why his father would have abandoned him but like anyway um we skipped he, ahead a lot sorry I, we'll get through the rest of the movie i, I think the other thing is like he probably waited like also yeah we totally like we jumped case, the whole gun. Yeah, and in <laughs> case, like, in case you needed this information, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. <laughs> like, it's a little too late now since Angel decided to open their mouth. Hey! <laughs> um. Anyway, so he also probably could have been staying on the surface in hopes that like his dad would come back. Um. Maybe. But it also seems to be pretty clear that he's enjoying his time up there, like unrestricted so but i think it's like a combination of like wanting to wait for his dad and like kind of just like chilling up there more so the first rather than the second but Mm. so anyway so like luca and alberta are like uh like they 
meet each other and like Luca is like spending more time with Alberto like on the surface and stuff like that in secret because like his mom is like a helicopter mom and she like is very very against like going up to the surface just as any like Disney like parent is um ever like <laughs> ever. um but yeah and like but he's like spending more time with this boy and stuff like that and like they're like getting to know each other and they're like obsessed with like the like of like vespas which are these italian like motor scooters um and they like want to try and learn how to build one based on like a poster that they have and since you know they have spent most of their life in the ocean they don't really like understand like how things work so they're just like these cute little kids like trying to build something that looks like a vespa like it's like when you're a child and you like take a box and draw wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> and pretend it's a race car. That's basically what they're doing. And they're trying um, to like use it to parts. like fly. Like <laughs> But yeah, so like um they like build some stuff a couple of times and like they're trying to figure it out. And then like one of them gets this like bright probably Alberto gets this like bright idea to like go into the town that's on the other side of their rock. And well, like, actually, this happens. This happens. Oh wait, yeah, this happens. This happens. After, yeah, after Luca's so, like, parents eventually find out that he's yeah. sneaking out of the shepherd's field where he was supposed to be all day, and yeah, yeah. he accidentally and, exposes that he's been on the surface, and his parents uh, threaten to send him, like, deeper in the ocean. <laughs> like, yeah, so he has. Some weirdo anglerfish uncle, and they're like, "We're gonna send you with your uncle to the bottom of the ocean." And his, so that you never go back to the surface again. And he's like, "You can't do this to me." And his mom is like, "Yes, I can. And I will. Like, if I have to send you to the bottom of the ocean to keep you safe, I'm going to do it." And like, which I, I posed this question when we watched the movie, but his anglerfish uncle is like borderline suffocating because there's too much oxygen on this level of the ocean so i feel like she's sending her son to death because yeah like he's in the middle of talking they need a luca. certain level of oxygen yeah like he's in the middle of talking to luca and then his heart like stops and his dad is like i need you to punch his heart son he's like um <laughs> and by the way his uncle is like transparent <laughs> like you can like see all his organs it's so weird um the whole scene is sickening uh oh yeah i don't no. really understand how his dad is related to this angler fish yeah i was like okay i need somebody to draw a pun and square for me because like <laughs> is he like part angler fish like what is going on like he built like one i guess and like and if his if his uncle can survive in the deep sea his father can't and like i don't get it like why is one of them and like they're very obviously like not like they just don't resemble each other at all like his dad looks like every other sea monster all of the other sea monsters that live like in like the reef area where they are and then like 
his like uncle looks like an anglerfish and i'm like so why transparent anglerfish like these men can't be biologically related (laughs) like there's no way maybe they were just raised together like even if they aren't biologically related to each other how the hell did how they, anglerfish end up in a family of sea monsters yeah or how were they versa? raised in the same environment even because <laughs> it's clear that they like can't live in the same place yeah. <laughs> like um, he like treated anyway. he treated his like suffocation like his like hypoxia <laughs> like he was like getting like altitude sickness like i didn't understand it yeah, he was like, there's too much oxygen up here. And I was like, okay, but Luca needs this level of oxygen. Like, this sounds like a death sentence to your child. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, like, so then he, like, gets mad and he, like, runs away. And he Which tells Alberto. What happens. I like, don't understand what they thought was <clears throat> going to happen there. Especially when they don't even have fucking windows. Like, they literally <laughs> just have holes in their house. Like, but anyway, so he swims out the window and, like... And then he, like, goes to tell Alberto, he's like, they're going to send me with my weird see-through uncle. And then he's like, okay, <laughs> so let's go to the town. He's like, you're crazy. But also, I think that's kind of hot. And then, and I'm going to get into that in a second. So then they go to the town. Now, we're going to talk about, where, like, we're going to take a side, like, a pit stop to talk about okay. how queer-coded this movie is. <laughs> so as Luca and Alberto are getting to know each other, like... I mean, like, you can, like, at first, like, you can tell that they're just, like, really friendly with each other because, like, they're young, like, they're young boys and they're friends with each other. But, like, I'm not gonna, like, like, I just, like, and I, okay, side note, people have been arguing about this online because they're, like, why can't two boys just be friends without y'all sexualizing them? And I'm, like, what is, I, I just don't think that, like, saying that, like, two characters could be in a relationship that are the same sex means that you're sexualizing them but that's just me i just feel like they there's a lot in the movie that like points to like the queerness of these characters i would like to first point out the listen okay me as somebody who's going into film i have to point out the color palettes that they use for both of the characters are i believe lucas Either Luca specifically or Luca, Luca and Alberto together, their color palettes make up like specifically the gay men like pride flag. Um, and I know everyone's just gonna say that they're basic color pa- palettes, but like these things are thought about. These are very deliberate choices that were made by the animators. So it's not out of the question to consider that these were choices made to like queer code these characters. Right. The same way Barbie movies almost always have Barbie dressed in lesbian pride flag colors. And they also have the bi flag in a lot of the movies. There's certain movies that have the trans flag in some of the dresses. Like these are very queer coded choices that they're making deliberate choices. And it's like, yeah, they're kids, but they can still be kids that have a little crush on each other. Just like any other Disney movie. Like, I don't understand why people are fighting this so hard. It's so weird because they're only mad that like, it's a gay crush. Like nobody's mad when, when eight year olds have crushes on each other if they're straight <laughs> yeah like there's this scene where they like build their little like janky little vespa and they're like about to roll down the hill and luca because like luca is like a like a goody two shoes who's like never really done anything like out of like he's never like gone like 
he's never like gone off the beaten path like in his life ever and like meeting alberto is like the first time that he's ever done anything risky so like everything that he does is like an enormous deal to him and he's like freaking out the whole time this poor child is like a nervous wreck for the entire movie and like well, mostly just the first half yeah we're gets like over it yeah and like so there's this scene where like they're about to go down the hill and he's like scared and he like grabs alberto like he's like hugging him like because he's terrified and like like they're riding a, they're riding their little makeshift vespa at this point so of course he has to hold on to him because that's how these work but like he's like he, clenched on him and he's like like he's like pressed up against him and i'm like okay yeah like he's scared and he wants to be comforted and it just it was a very like whether you want to call it platonic or romantic like it was just a very intimate scene um yes very but yeah um, but if you want to get into more of the movie that makes it seem like at least alberto is certainly not it, yeah it gets it, but wait, <laughs> it gets, there's more like but wait there's more so actually go yeah. to the island right i think i can explain part of this now yeah <laughs> um after they go to the island or whatever and they're in this little seaside town uh pretending to be humans they meet a girl whose name is julia Julia, thank you. Uh, a girl whose name is Julia. She's this fire little. She's fiery little redhead who defends them from this dude who looks like he's twenty seven years old. Um, he's supposed to be sixteen, but I think he's twenty seven. I don't remember his name at all. Um, I think it's Ercole. Ercole. Okay, kind of is better with names than me, both in real life and in fictional stories. Yeah. Um, but. He is taunting Alberto and Luca when they join, when they like get to the island, and this little Julia girl shows up to defend them. And she has this speech that she gives about how Ercole will, I don't know, be brought to justice some or the other. Um, <laughs> and then Alberto and Luca hear about like this competition that's happening. It's like a triathlon or whatever. Yeah. Um, where you have to swim, ride a bike, and then eat pasta. Not in that order, but yeah, of course, because it's Italian. I guess they gotta include pasta eating. Um, and they wanna compete because they think that they can get a Vespa with the prize money for this competition. And Julia enters it every year by herself. I cannot believe she competes in a triathlon alone. But um, she enters it every year by herself to try and beat Ercole, and she never has successfully done it. So Luca and Alberto decide that they're going to join a team with her. Um, after some convincing, she agrees to join with them. But that means she has to teach Luca how to ride a bike and Alberto how to eat pasta with a fork because neither of them can do the swimming part. Um yeah. So from this point on, the movie turns into like this trio of best friends giving you very much. I don't know. The only thing that popped in my head was Three Stooges, and that's not correct. Oh um, <laughs> like they're not anything like the Three Stooges, but they're like besties or whatever, and they're becoming friends and they're like training for this competition. Um, shout out to her for teaching him how to ride a bike and the other one to eat pasta with a fork. I don't really understand. I listen. <laughs> I think about this so much when we were watching the movie, but I just don't understand why it had to why it had to be eaten with a fork and like twirling the pasta because that's so ineffective um, when you're trying to eat faster than everybody else. But I digress. 
Um, the three of them are becoming friends as they train to the for the triathlon. But Julia and Luca are bonding more than Alberto is bonding with Julia, mostly because Luca is interested in like some of the academic stuff that she does. He's really interested in space for whatever reason. Um, so the two of them are like bonding over her astronomy class because she has an astronomy class. Um, and Alberto is sort of bonding with her dad because <laughs> I actually don't actually, I don't really know so, what, like stem, what that started with. Yeah. So like her dad is a fisherman right which is a great (laughs) setup for these little sea monsters because the first thing that they notice when they get into the town or like the first thing luca notices when they get into the town is that like there's like is that there is um like anti sea monster like propaganda architecture (laughs) all over the place like there's like a giant statue of some fishermen strangling a sea monster yeah and like there's like they come to her house and like their her father is like this enormous man whose eyebrows cover his eyes because like i don't know and like he also (laughs) is like an amputee and like he takes them out fishing one day and they ask him what happened to his arm. And he's like, I lost it in a battle with the sea monster. And then they're like, um, and he's like, nah, I'm just playing. I was born this way. (laughs) And then like, he's like struggling catching fish. And then like Luca and Alberto kind of try to tell him they're like, well, I mean, that's because they're not here right now. Like we, um fish a lot on our own (laughs) so like usually the fish are over there and like they pull in a whole bunch of fish and he's like impressed with them and so alberto starts to spend more time with him because because luca is spending more time with julia and Mm. also alberto is i guess stronger than luca yeah at Um, least from the dad's perspective because there's a night where the three of them are like sitting in a tree and yeah. um, Alberto or Julia's dad summons only Alberto to come and help him with something because Alberto is the strong one. Um, yeah. So Julia and Luca are left alone and spending more time together while Alberto is, I guess, stuck helping dad. And I'm only saying stuck because Alberto does not want to leave Julia and Luca alone. And <laughs> so... There's like as Julia and Luca start to get closer, we like there's a couple of scenes before it's like finally talked about where it's like very, very clear that like Alberto is like jealous. Like which is another reason why I think it's heavily queer coded because he eventually like comes up and he's like, you know, it was supposed to be just you and me. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't have that problem when you were hanging out with her dad all the time. And like you also didn't have this issue at first, like when you guys first met her but like now that they're getting closer and they're spending more time with each other it like he seems to be bothered by it and like i'm like literally he's so mad because he thinks that she's going to steal his boyfriend and yeah like (laughs) and that is so sad listen okay we can pretend that it's like platonic jealousy of like your friend having other friends but like, it gets to a point where there's a scene where he's trying to learn how to eat pasta with a fork, and he's, like, super proud of his achievement, because he's like, yeah, I got it, I can eat, I, I twirled it on the fork correctly, and Luca is reading an astrology, astronomy book with 
um, Julia not looking at Alberto at all. And he's like ready to punch Julia in the throat. Um, Literally. He's so mad because Luca is reading a book as opposed to watching him learn how to eat pasta. And you cannot tell me that that is just platonic jealousy. <laughs> like, yeah. Ain't nobody that's that serious. And then the movies, like the day before the triathlon, the movies, like, big like conflict or whatever happens and like the jealousy is like boiling up or whatever and then alberto and luca get into an argument where it's like because luca like talks to alberto and he's like what do you think about like school when she has to go back because okay context julia only comes to this town for the summer because this is where her dad lives and during the school year she's away in another city um Genova, and staying with, with her, her mother mom. Yeah. Uh, where she so, goes to school. Yeah. So, like, she is going to go back soon. And, like, Luca is like, what do you think about, like, going to school to visit, like, Julia? And he's like, we can't go to school because we're going to get found out. And then Luca is like, can we at least, like, try? Like, and they're, like, getting in an argument or whatever. And then, like, Alberto's like, what do you, how do you think she's going to react when she finds out about us? And like, but Luca, I hated this part of the movie so much. Yeah, and, like, Luca was, like, she's not going to or whatever. And, like, they, like, uh, like, just some, like, stupid stuff happens where, like, they end up falling into the water and then they all... So, at this point, Ercole is, like, kind of suspicious of them. He kind of has been from the beginning because they're trying their best to fit in. But, you know, it, like, at first, they're just, like, comically weird. Like, they, like, go up to, like somehow they like don't really know it like they know italian but they don't like they don't know like he, they seem to not know how to like talk to humans or like interact with them which is like, so funny because but they can read italian it's so weird like yeah. but like they so they don't know how to greet each other and the only thing i guess they've ever heard italian say is like them yelling at each other so they <laughs> these old ladies and they're like what's wrong with you stupido and then they get like hit with purses but like so which is really the gag of that at the end of you know can i at the end of the movie <laughs> those two ladies that beat them with purses turn out to be sea monsters so i don't really know why they did that to them <laughs> No, literally, it's sick. Although I'm sure they would have done the same thing if they were underwater. But anyway, um, maybe because so, they understand that that was rude. Um, yeah. So at some point on the side, by the way, like at some point, Luca's parents like get super worried about him, and they're like, "Y'all don't, you don't think he would have gone to the town, do you?" And they're like, "I guess there's only one way to find out." So they like go up to the town to like try and look for him and their the like side plot is that they spend like 30 minutes in the movie like dumping like the town's children <laughs> into water to like because they can't thing. figure out what their son is going to look like without his sea monster scales yeah and they're like we'll just get all of the kids wet and figure it out that way and I'm like, okay, but by that logic, like, wouldn't you also run the... Because they're, like, dunking some of these kids in the fountain by hand. And I'm like, wouldn't you also run the risk of getting your own self wet? But anyway, um, <laughs> like, so it starts to get tense. And, like, they're arguing. And, like, Luca and, like, Luca and Alberto are, like, riding their, like, bike or whatever. Because he's trying to get her away from, like... 
he's trying to get Luca away from Julia because he's like mad that they're spending time with each other and they're practicing for the triathlon and remember Luca's doing the biking part. So they like, they like hightail it off the cliff because like Alberto's trying to control the bike and Luca is like, you don't know what you're doing. And like, he's like, it can't be that hard. And he's like, no, you don't get it. And they like go careening off the cliff into the ocean and like, Erica Lane also, is like, somehow Julia's bike survived that mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, they never retrieve it. I don't even know if it actually ends up going off the edge of the cliff with them, but it should have. Yeah. Um, and just nobody talks about it again. Literally. But then, so, Erica Lane and his lackeys were, like, practicing for the triathlon as well. And, like, they, like, catch a glimpse of of like them falling into the water but they don't know where they went and Luca's like they could have seen us or whatever and then Julia like catches up to them at like the beach and she's like asking them what's going on and like then like Alberto and Luca are like they have just finished a pretty intense argument and like she's like trying to figure out like how to communicate with them and then like Alberto starts to like hint at the fact that they're sea monsters um, he's like your school isn't going to like accept sea monsters or something like that and luca's like trying to keep their secret and then alberto decides to jump head first into the water um yeah so he like jumps into the water and then julia like freaks out and she's like get away from me and then away like from us yeah and then like, to defend Luca. she's trying to make she's like making all of this noise being like a loud mouth and then like Ercole and his That's rats come does. over and like and then like it gets tense and he's like oh my god what's happening and then Julia's about to say something and then Luca points at Alberto and he's like sea monster and like Alberto's heart like breaks. <laughs> like, Mine broke too. That was so sickening. His face like drops because like, you know, like Luca turned against him to his face, and then like he's like, and then they're like throwing stuff at him, like, and Ercole er- is about to go get like a spear and stuff to try and kill him, and he just like very like slowly like goes into the water and he's like staring at Luca the whole time. And then, like, yeah, that scene was very sickening. Yeah, I, very to hard. Some to some degree, I understand. Like, I understand from Luca's perspective. First of all, no offense to Alberto, but like, there's no reason to put Luca in danger because you were jealous. Um, yeah, like, so he was wrong, but like, like, literally, Luca should not have done that because no, absolutely <laughs> not. That was so sick of him. But, and he knew as soon as he did it, like, oh yeah immediate regret like you could see it all over his face but then he went back to julia's house with julia and then immediately got exposed as a sea monster because she splashed him with water yeah he was like trying to pretend like he didn't know and then she like splashed him and then like they said something earlier in the movie and she was like i don't understand how i didn't get this before and like and then he's like i'm sorry like please don't like hate me and she was like and she was like, Luca, you have to go. And then, like... <laughs> like, my dad is a... <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and he, like, feels like she hates him because he's a sea monster. Which, like, honestly, is... It makes sense because of the way that she reacted to Alberto. And then she's like, do you think that I want you to leave? Like, I just don't want you to get hurt. My father literally is a fisherman. Like, you couldn't have chose a worse house to stay in. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, uh, Julia spends the entire movie calling out, like, St. Saint- 
cheeses. Um, yeah, like it's her like she has this like weird little catchphrase. So like when something pisses her off, she's like Santa mozzarella, and I'm like, girl, I guess <laughs> like. It's not the only cheese that she calls out, but that's the only one I remember. So yeah, yeah. she was like Santo Pecorino, and I was like, girl. Yeah, at some point we were like, so does she just call out Saint Cheese every time something shocks her? Like, what's happening? Literally, um, but like, yeah. Um, but anyway, she tells Luca that he has to leave. Meanwhile, uh, Julia's father is out looking for Alberto because he doesn't know what's going on. He just knows that Alberto is missing and he's concerned because. I guess he's bonded with this child. Oh, um, yeah. It's that same night before she, like, exposes Luca herself. She's like, he's like, where's Alberto? And they're like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go try and look for him. And, like, yeah, the whole thing is a mess. And, like... And then Luca goes looking for Alberto and finds him on their little remote island tower thing. Yeah. Um, which I him. guess is supposed to be an old lighthouse yeah i think so something like that but like Um, he finds him yeah and he goes up to talk to him and alberto has retracted into his metaphorical shell yeah um and he's like go away you're better off without me all of this you know martyrdom stuff (laughs) yeah um and then he tells him about his dad and this is where we find out that i guess he has abandonment issues um I guess that's what we're supposed to get from this scene. And Luca takes away from this conversation that he should do the triathlon himself and win the money so that he and Luke, he and Alberto can still have their Vespa because I guess he thinks that that's going to fix what went wrong. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, like, side note, like, the reason why they want this Vespa is so they can, like, travel the world and be free. Which, like... Angel pointed this out when we were watching the movie. It's, like, funny to me that, like, they. it's just so weird to me that they feel so restricted by, like, living in water. And it's, like, interesting that they've never necessarily thought of, like, leaving the area where they live. Because it's, like, like I don't know if, I, I guess they wouldn't know this because it doesn't seem like they seem to be, like, educated about things the same way, like, as people on the surface are. But, like... The, I mean, Luca's a shepherd, so I, ha- I feel like he has to know something about migrational patterns. It would be way easier <sighs> to, like, for them to just swim to wherever they wanted instead of and taking a have... motorized scooter. <laughs> like, <laughs> and since they have the ability to just turn into people whenever they're dry, they can literally see the entire world, swim there, hop up on the beach, and just walk around. Like, it's that easy for them. Um, literally, but they want a Vespa so that they can travel the world. And I guess to them, the world is Italy, question mark, Europe. Yeah, the world um, is Italy. Eurasia, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not leaving the continent on a Vespa. <laughs> literally. But anyway, Luca decides to compete in the triathlon himself, which... I just realized, wouldn't he have to have, like, paid another entry fee if he was ultimately entering separately from his initial team? I don't remember, because I don't remember if they had had to pay an entry fee. I think they had to pay an entry fee individually anyway. 
so, oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember them having to pay an entry fee, but I thought it was like the team paid an entry fee, but maybe they didn't. Anyway, um, because Alberto is gone and Luca has decided to compete on his, on his own, Julia is also competing on her own. And for some reason, the lady who's like running this competition is really snarky about it. I just, that doesn't sit right with yeah. me. Why are you mad at this child? <laughs> Side note, by the way, the antagonist of this movie calls Julia um, Spulia because apparently every year she, like, can't, like, she, like, eats all the pasta and then she, like, just can't handle, like, the biking half because it goes swimming, pasta eating, and then biking. Um, so, like, she, like, can't handle the pasta eating and then she, like, throws up before the end of the competition, like, every year. Um yeah. Um, they even like got a bucket and a mop prepared for literally <laughs> when that happens. Ugh, not my brain thinking about WAP now. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it might be the same thing. <laughs> the brain cell. Um anyway. That was so, sick. <laughs> Luca is competing. Um, as we've established, he is in fact a sea monster. So for the swimming part, he puts on a deep sea diving suit. Um spongebob the movie style by the way at this point his parents do know that he's here because they were they have found him and they found him and he literally like ran away from them and this is like that scene was like like what led up to him and alberto's argument because then after that like alberto took the bike and like took it down the hill but anyway so his parents know that he's here so they've decided to volunteer for the triathlon technically they didn't decide to uh they were walking and then a guy was like oh good you're the volunteers um they were like oh yeah we'll volunteer because it gave them a chance to spread Uh, water on more children (laughs) and screaming already know who their child is like and screaming um so you know the same way that shows love to like throw people in the middle of things because i guess no one ever knows who their volunteers are so i yeah. just realized how common that trope is like you just be walking and then all of a sudden someone's like oh look you're my volunteer did you did you not know who you hired for this <laughs> like no i'm not your volunteer but for some reason the person who is being approached never says no i'm not your volunteer yeah, they're just like, I guess I didn't have anything else to do today. And I'm like, okay, girl, I guess if that's your pr- if that's your prerogative. But, like, yeah, so then, like, you know, the triathlon commences. And, like, Julia keeps trying to tell Luca that she doesn't think that this is a good idea. And, like, people are making fun of him because he, like, came in this big-ass diving suit. Like, Yeah, they're, like, clowning him because he doesn't have a proper swimsuit. Um which is a weirdly classist approach. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're too poor to get a swimsuit? Like, okay. Uh, and it's weird because, like, obviously a, like, diving suit would be much more expensive than the yeah! suit that everybody was wearing. So, like, it was just very strange. Like, But, of course, diving suits aren't really meant for swimming. Um, and so, he somehow eats everybody else up except for Julia, so... <laughs> well, the kid who's swimming for for Erica Lay's team is, like, eaten by anchovies or something. Yeah. Not so, eaten, but, like, some tiny fish are biting at his yeah, feet and so he's like, unable Ercole, to continue like, swimming. Yeah, like, Erkole puts, like, 
he like slathers the kid <laughs> in olive oil because he's like, this is going to help you cut through the water. And I'm like, that's literally that. not how that works. <laughs> like, I don't know where he got that idea from. <laughs> and then I guess the fish in the water, like, oh my God, olive oil, my favorite snack. And then they're like, they're fish in Italy. And yeah, and they're like <laughs> eating him alive. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and then like this kid is like borderline drowning and nobody is doing anything to help him. <laughs> yeah, everyone else keeps swimming. Somehow, uh, Luca's like deep sea diving mask uh, cracks. So he's like half exposed under there, which doesn't make any sense because like it's shallow ish water. It's not deep enough that water pressure should have cracked a deep sea diving mask. Like that didn't make any sense. Literally. Um, but anyway, he swims, he gets to the pasta eating table last, drives himself off underneath it, uh, crushes that plate of pasta, which is crazy because I, he barely knows how to use a fork. And for some reason, they're not allowed to eat with their hands. I think it's to, like, control how quickly you can eat. I think because it's like, if you were to, if you were able to eat with your hands, I just don't feel like it would be as much of a challenge. Like, and I think that's part of the point. Like, but it's also a triathlon. Like, there's two other parts of this competition. Yeah, I but I mean, if you people... think about it, like, making everybody use the fort gives everybody a level playing field because like if you have bigger hands and you can hold more pasta like <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah um okay so luca does his pasta eating and so does miss julia um she already erica, like, ready to up chuck <laughs> yeah erica like, cheats for his pasta eater um and then Erica is doing the bike part along with Luca and Julia, who are each competing separately. So, you know, they're doing their little bike competition. Things are going okay. Um, Luca's at this point, Luca passes his parents. Um, they try to stop him while he's riding. And Which was so stupid to them. me. <laughs> yeah, your son comes barreling towards you on a bike and you're like, stop! Um, okay. But he avoids them and he continues his bike race because he has to win it for Alberto, I guess. But then it starts to rain because of course it does. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Luca is stuck like under like a pavilion thing because he's trying to stay dry. And Ercole rides past him because at some point Luca passed Ercole, which is really impressive because Luca learned how to ride a bike like two weeks ago. Um, yeah like but Luca was in the lead until the rain started and so he stops and he's like hiding under like a an awning um of some sort and Alberto comes running up the bike course with a giant umbrella like a comically large umbrella that yeah like it looks like he got it from like a beach yeah (laughs) like sitting on a beach table yeah He's running up with an umbrella. Somehow he trips. I don't exactly remember the semantics of that. Yeah, I don't um, remember if he trips or if he was tripped by somebody. Like, but I Yeah, anyway, way. he falls on the ground, umbrella exposed. Um, and then he turns into a sea monster in the middle of the bike path. And Ercole abandons his bike race to now hunt this child and murder him. Um, Literally. And then Luca because he wants to rescue his bestie and boyfriend, um, (laughs) 
runs out or rides out into the rain after Alberto and like yeets him onto the bike. And now everyone's freaking out because there's not one but two sea monsters that have just been living under their noses. Um, They are chased down the bike path by Ercole, who is still on his bike and looking for a spear. Um, This is, I like, I still can't believe that this is a child. He's trying to murder them. Um, yeah. By the way, he looks very um, uncannily similar to, like, a taller version of like this of the chef that takes over after Gusto dies in Ratatouille. Yeah. Um, I don't know the chef's name, but like the little angry man who. Yeah, I don't. Everyone thinks is going crazy because he thinks Linguini has a rat in his hat, and nobody believes him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that man. Um, he looks like him, but taller. Like if you stretched him out in like a taffy stretcher from the was from from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so uh, Ercole is chasing them. They make it to the end of the bike path, and obviously now they're being surrounded by the entire town, uh, because there are two sea monsters just chilling in the square. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Julia's dad. Is like these kids are important to me, so you can't kill them. To summarize, yeah, uh, and then everybody is like, "Oh well, d- the well." Man here spoke. Yeah, they're like the president of Porto Rosso just spoke. So, <laughs> um, and then also, <laughs> which the he's not, by the way, he's the literally just a large man. Yeah, um, and then Luca and Alberto are declared winners of the competition because they did technically win. Or Luca did technically win. He sure did. He could because his bike. He did cross the finish line before falling off of his bike, and the townspeople surrounding him like they were going to murder him. And yeah, Alberto. Um. Anyway, so they're declared winners. Uh, they get this rusty old Vespa, and the rest of the town is like, "Okay, I guess we don't hate sea monsters anymore because Big Man said no." Really. Um, and then we find out the old ladies are sea monsters because now it's safe to be sea monsters, I guess. So they drop their umbrellas and they're like, hey, there's more of us. Gang gang. Yeah. And then um, his parents, like, apologize to him for, like, his mom namely apologizes to him for trying to send him to the bottom of the ocean and, like... Because dad really didn't want to do that. Yeah. because um, And he was wondering. very vocal about that. He was like, do we have to do this? Like... <laughs> But you can't yeah. see no to Maya Rudolph, who stars as the mother. So yes, yes, Maya Rudolph is great. But yeah, so then like they reconcile and stuff like that, and then like his like and then grandmother has comes up. Yeah, at um, Julia and her dad's place, and by everyone, I really just mean all the sea monsters. And apparently, Grandma will be visiting regularly. That was so funny to learn. And she was like, like I here most weekends. I was like, yeah, no. I believe it. Because she, she's the one who turned, told Luca about the surface. She's like, yeah, it's great. Um, so I believe that she goes up there regularly. And they're all having dinner. Um, and then Luca and Julia are still talking about astronomy. Um, also, I think it's interesting that... Whatever, we'll get there. Anyway, uh, then Alberto is watching them talk about astronomy um, and he decides that he is going to allow Luca to go to school with Julia instead of traveling the world with him. He sells their Vespa that Luca worked so hard to get. 
uh, so that Luca can get on a train and go with Julia to school. Um, and yeah. Luca decides to stay with Julia's dad and help him fish, I guess. Alberto. Alberto, mm. sorry. So he, yeah, he decides to stay with his dad and, like, learn how to fish or whatever. And, like, but um, they're, like, they have this, like, tearful, like, emotional conversation before they leave. Because, like, Luca's, like, you're coming, right? Like, I can't do this without you. And he's, like, ah! he's, like I'm always going to be with you. And I'm, like, exactly, because y'all kiss. And, like, <laughs> so then he, like. So they like hug or whatever, and then they cry for a really long time. And then like Alberto like runs, like chases the train, and then he's like waving goodbye, but it's raining again. So he turns into a sea monster. And then Luca does the same thing. He's just like hanging off the train, watching like as they like go to school or whatever. And then like that's the end of the movie. It's cute. And then we get this cute little like animated montage thing of like the two of them in basically a long distance relationship yeah. as Luca navigates school and Alberto hangs out with Julia's dad. Um, yeah. It's very cute. And also it's... like the rest of Luca's family. Um, yes. <laughs> so like, okay. Reason three, why it's gay. Like he meets the family and they already love him. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was going to say something and I forgot it. This is why I interrupt myself in the middle of of the plot to say my thoughts. I don't remember what it was. So, in oh, conclusion, the movie was really cute. The animation is very beautiful. Um, they're all the, so round. Yeah, right? the characters are very like rounded in features, and they're very cute and like cartoony. But like, also like I was just very very impressed with the detailing of this movie as well. Like the draw like. So Disney has done a lot of films lately where they like animate water and stuff like that. And I noticed that each water, like each like body of water that they've animated for different movies is very like artistically different than the one before. And like, so like, you know, the water in Moana was one way and then the water in Frozen 2 was another way. And even like the water here is a lot different as well. Not gonna lie, there are some scenes where like if you're just looking at shots of the water for this movie it like doesn't look like it's an animated film anymore oh yeah like like there's some shots that are just so detailed it's insane yeah like, there's a scene where they like kind of just like give you a, like a little transition scene of like a beach and there's like some waves coming in and stuff like that and like it looks real like yeah sure does sure does and I'm just like, like oh wow the the movie is very like bright in colors and stuff like that like both underwater and above ground like the colors of all of like the like the buildings in the town and stuff like that like it's a beautiful movie yeah mm. for sure definitely very very well animated yeah. very pretty very cute and um, the story is very cute nobody yeah. dies like <laughs> luca has both his parents like and oh wait the entire movie nobody mentions alberto's mother not once oh yeah like she's just never been mentioned like and just very little i think is known about alberto's past in general all we know Mm. is that i guess he had a dad that brought him to the surface and abandoned him like and that's kind of all you get about his like backstory 
Yeah, um, that's all you need to know about him, I guess. And he's been, like, on the surface on his own for, like, God knows how long. Because there's, like, tally marks in the lighthouse where he's been staying. That He was like, I started counting, like, after my dad left. And then eventually I just gave up. Um, yeah. I wish I knew how old any of these kids were. Yeah. <laughs> I presume they're all supposed to be under 16, but... Yeah. Um, I figured Luca was anywhere between the ages of 12 and 14, and I figured that, like, Alberto was maybe between the ages of 14 and 16, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Luca and Julia are the same age. I have um, to assume so. They go to school together at the end, so that yeah. would be the only logical explanation. Yeah. But um, I like, forgot to mention this, but I think it's cute, so I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, yeah. The dinner that they have at the end of the movie, like, before... Luca goes to school. Mm-hmm. It's raining, so all of them are just chilling in Sea Monster for. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a cute little detail. That's all. Also, the cat, the cat. We didn't mention the cat at all. There's an but, asshole cat in the entire. Yes. Movie, um, that belongs to like Julia and her dad, who tries to attack Luca and Alberto several times in the movie because like the cat knows they're sea monsters. The cat don't hate them by the end of the movie. I don't really know what changed within the cat because I'm sure Big Man didn't tell Cat stop being mad at sea monsters. Um, But yeah, the cat notices that they're not human pretty early on because they're not very good at hiding the fact that they're not sea monsters and the cat keeps catching them in sea monster form. Um, Because they sleep in a tree. Um, Like, Julia has not a tree house it's just kind of like a platform of wood in a tree <laughs> that's like across from her room and she's like y'all can sleep here and then the morning after they get there the tree is like covered in dew i'm not sure if it rained the night before or if this is just like morning dew or what's happening here uh but they wake up as sea monsters and the cat's like across from them glaring at them <laughs> yeah like that cat hated them. Um, yeah, sure did. Scratched the mess out of one of them. I forget which one. I don't even remember, like, what the cat's <laughs> name was. I don't know. I don't know, but by the end, the cat had kittens. Yes, that was very cute. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they... I thought it was... They had several of the little, like picture animations of the cat and the cat's kittens and i was like i don't know if the cat was an important enough character for this but vibes i guess uh there's there's also end credits kid uh end credit scene where the uncle is talking about god knows what um it was kind of cute i was like um (laughs) i was like i feel a little bad for him but he seems to be happy yeah he just talks about eating whale carcasses to one of the sheep fish that Luca was supposed to be hurting. I don't know how it got down there. Right. Um, because there's like a school of fish that Luca is supposed to be hurting in the movie um, at the beginning. Like we mentioned, he's a shepherd. For some reason, they bleat. Yes. <laughs> like, I know he's supposed to be a shepherd, but I don't think they needed to bleat for us to get the point. Uh <laughs> literally but it was cute um but yeah so like um 
the movie is cute. A little bit of it is reminiscent to me of like a Ghibli movie. I don't know how to explain that, but like yes, I've feels, only seen one, but yes, it feels a little Ghibli reminiscent. Um, and I believe I saw somewhere that it was partially inspired by Miyazaki's works, but mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, I would believe it. Yeah, it does look like a Ghibli animated movie. And people have been talking a lot just about, like, how many parallels there are between, like, the story and, like, the story of, like, young queer kids. And, like, how just even, like, in general, like, the universal message of, like, um, learning to, like, learning to, like, accept, like, himself for who he is and, like... And finding people who also accept him. Yeah, finding, like, people who accept him. And even just, like, on, like, a darker like side like the part where like his parents are like threatening to send him away like all of that stuff is like very like like all of that is like very similar to stories that like queer people have and like experiences that queer people have like had throughout life and I don't know I just thought that that was really interesting and like I it for a movie like this to feel queer to so many queer people i think is really important because like it is a disney movie and it's a kids movie and like it very much is like a movie that can be enjoyed like by any family and stuff like that and it's also like i feel like queer people can like pick up on things that they can relate to and i definitely think that that is worth noting if so many queer people like see this and they like feel some kind of way about it but yeah yeah yeah, for sure the person who directed this movie also directed the disney short la luna if anybody is uh, familiar with that one which is have another you seen that one? i have um oh, which so cute no it's very adorable um it's so it's an academy award nominated short and it's a pixar short about like these like three generations of like star harvesters so like the story is that like the moon gets its light from like stars that like land on it um and like basically what they have to do every night is that they go out to the middle of the ocean and they climb up to the moon to change the phases of the moon periodically um by like sweeping the stars to certain positions on the moon so like the light reflects in certain ways and it's a cute little it's a cute little short because it's like they're taking the sun out for like the first time like there's it's a son a father and a grandfather and like yeah they're taking the boy out for like the first time it seems and like the father and the grandfather are like arguing about how they should like what's the best way to go about things and it's clear that they've never seen eye to eye um and then the boy kind of like figures out his own way to do things and he's just like i'm happy to be here literally (laughs) it's a very it's a very cute little short and it's like very beautiful this guy loves his colors um i'll tell you what literally color choices are on point yeah so um that's luca yeah cute little movie highly recommended to anybody who is able to watch it it is out on disney plus now and it is not a premium movie so you don't have to like pay extra to watch it right now yeah 
Yeah, I definitely was a little upset at the ending. Like, it's I'm also glad out that... in theaters, I guess, if you want to go there, but. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, as cute as the movie was, I was a little upset by the ending. Like, I'm glad that they both got what respectively worked best for them. I just wish that they could have been together at the end. And I know they did, like, the whole long-distance relationship thing, but, like, why did they have to be separated? Yeah, and my thing is, like, that was literally Alberto's idea. Like, he didn't have to do that. Like, Literally. But it's because he loves his man, and... He wanted his man to be happy and good for him. Yeah. Also, Julia is definitely also gay. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, not I, I saw this sure. little meme on Twitter where somebody was like, um, where somebody like drew like fan art of them. And it was like Alberto. And he was like, no offense, but it feels like you're trying to steal my boyfriend. And then Julia was kind of just looking at him and if you look closely, there's, like, a lesbian pride flag. She wears, like, a beanie throughout the entirety of the movie. And in this person's, like, little art rendition, it's, like, a lesbian pride flag on the beanie. <laughs> and it's, like, <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I love her, though. I love all of them. Yeah. Um, besties. Although Alberto needs to keep his jealousy in check. That was doing the most. <laughs> that was so much. Like, yeah, that, was that was so much. He literally put them in danger because he was jealous that Luca was bonding with a girl. (laughs) Anyway, that was Luca. I'm excited. I feel like we should do more movie reviews. I like these episodes. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, what will we rate Luca? I'm rating it a 10 out of 10. I thought it was so cute. Um, I quite enjoyed the movie. Um... It's it's beautiful to watch. It's funny, lighthearted. It's not like super heavy. Um, like it has its moments because it has to have a conflict because that's how movies work, I guess. Um, and I just I think it's a very nice watch. It's cute. It's fun. Even though it's queer coded, if you like know what to look for, I think you can enjoy it even if you don't want to see the gays. Um, yes. You can pretend but, not to see it, and you can still enjoy the movie. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, 10 out of 10. I really, really like this movie. Um, oh, according to Wikipedia, uh, Luca is 13, and Alberto is 14. Okay. <laughs> There's no age given for Julia. Um, but I'm going to assume, since she and Luca go to school together, they are the same age. Yes. Um yeah oh i was going to point out that i kind of think it's funny that luca is going to like school when his only real interest is astronomy uh that was the thought that i forgot about earlier yeah so, and <laughs> the like, reason like why so i'm gonna go to regular school yeah also do, like, the a reason why he's education. fascinated with like astronomy is literally because he's a bird but um stop <laughs> no it's true because like they're like him and Alberto are like looking at the stars one day and he like tells him that like that he's like what do you think all of those are and he's like that's where anchovies go to sleep like and like that's where anchovies go to die or something like that and like 
the moon is like some other kind of like it's a giant fish yeah it's like a giant fish and then he tells julia that and she laughs and then she's like and she's like those are stars they're like giant balls of gas and then he's like fascinated with it yeah but his only real interest is astronomy so why go all the way to school for that (laughs) especially because i just think it's funny that this like I guess middle school has astronomy classes. Like, is it normal for European secondary schools to have astronomy classes? Because <laughs> no, like, old girl is about to take advanced astronomy, apparently. Um, like, Julia mentions that she plans to take advanced astrology or astronomy. And I'm like, why is that a thing? At 14, why are you taking advanced astronomy right. in secondary school? Like, but yeah anyway that was just another random question that i know i'm not going to get an answer to please womp 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 um anyway is there anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up this episode i do not think so um let us we have kind of abandoned the twitter segment we're gonna bring that back i promise yeah it's okay we haven't (laughs) we didn't do a twitter segment this time around but you know we have one coming up for you soon yeah eventually Um, we'll get back to miss twitter there's always something happening on there it's just a lot (laughs) yeah so you know okay well on that note i think that it is about time that we wrap up this episode yes uh thank you you for listening to our ted talk about yes. luca um if you want to check us out elsewhere you can find us on twitter and instagram one bc two bds and the one and the two are both sold out uh we are we also have a discord you can find the link for that in our link tree on instagram or twitter i think it's also somewhere on anchor but i'm not sure where they would find that i'm so sorry what was it <laughs> that if they're listening on anchor they can find our discord or do they have to go to twitter and instagram for that on anchor if it if our link tree is in our anchor then it should be there as well okay then i know it's in the link tree so if you can find our link tree you can find our discord join it it's a great place for you to meet other listeners to talk to me and kainoa we are in there pretty often as long as the server is active so are we uh you can find one of us there uh you can also put recommendations tell us certain things that you'd like to see on certain episodes you know yeah um it's a great little community building project that we're working on um anything else did i miss something uh no i don't believe so awesome yeah thank you guys so much for listening today we're super happy to be back and we hope that you enjoyed this episode yes 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 anyway so once again i'm angel I'm Kainoa, and this is One Brain Cell, Two Bodies, signing off. Signing off.